My name is Nate Mickle. You're listening to Mickles and Dimes Layer 2, where every interview is dedicated to the simple, the practical, and the underappreciated. Michael Benson is the president of Coastal Carolina University and a historian who conducts research on the role of higher education in democracies. Prior to his appointment at Coastal Carolina, Benson served as president of Eastern Kentucky University, president of Southern Utah University, and president of Snow College. He earned a PhD from Oxford and master's degrees from Notre Dame and Johns Hopkins, and an undergraduate degree from BYU, where he also played on the basketball team. Benson is an accomplished distance runner and concert pianist and is also fluent in Italian. In short, he's a renaissance man. I could have listened to President Benson for days as he shared lessons he's learned from his storied career. I hope you enjoy learning from President Benson, because I certainly did. President, it's so great to talk with you today. The first time I heard your name was after my friend Logan Hall went on a football recruiting trip to Snow College, and it seemed like his biggest takeaway from that weekend was that he really liked the college president. I thought that was a strange takeaway from a football recruiting weekend. But I eventually got to know you and, and then understood where he was coming from. So I don't know if you remember that first meeting with Logan back in 2002, but whatever you did, you made an impact. <laughs> well, I knew you uh, you Idaho kids were uh, a tough sell. Uh, I got to know Logan and his family pretty well. Delightful young man. And I think he's gone on and done great things just like you have. But I'm really proud of all those kids from Snow College. Well, you've helped me in so many ways. My very first class at Snow College was my favorite. And you taught it. It was your American government class. Uh, when I was looking to transfer out of Snow College after my freshman year, you persuaded me to stay. And I'm so glad you did. Uh, when I needed a letter of recommendation for law school, you were the first person I thought to ask. And then in addition to our Snow College ties, we both attended BYU, both worked at the University of Utah, both attended the University of Notre Dame. And to top it all off, you may not remember this, but your father actually married me and my wife, Keisha. <laughs> I didn't know that last part. So <laughs> that's even, that's probably the coolest of all that. So uh, my dad was a, a great man. He passed a few years ago as my mother and not a day goes by. I don't think about my parents and their influence on me and my, all my family. Yeah. It, it was so special for us. Uh, so we, we've, we have these ties, our paths keep crisscrossing. You've had a great impact on my life. Uh, you've also been a leader in higher education, uh, serving as a university president, college president, president at four different colleges and universities. And as you think back on your time as a university president and academic, are there two to three simple, practical, underappreciated lessons you've learned that you'd most like to pass along to your children and future generations? Well, first off, I want to say, Nate, thank you for having me today. It's so uh, great to see you. And I'm really proud, as I said, of, of you and what you're doing. Um, I've used this throughout my career, uh, nearly 30 years now working in public higher education. Of, uh, I've taught classes, I've talked to sports teams, athletic teams, I've talked to potential students, prospective students. Uh, and I think it's, it's what I call the four R's that really um, have applicability to uh, anything that you wanna do in life. Uh, the first is that uh, you take responsibility uh, for yourself and for your actions. Um, we live in a society today where I think we'd like to kind of shed the blame, uh, maybe take all the credit when things go well, but uh, try and maybe direct that, uh, that blame or that criticism away from us and onto others. And I really believe uh, taking responsibility for the choices we make 
and the consequences of those actions is really, really important. Um, that, you know, I, we, we have a coach here by the name of Joe Moglia, who was the, the CEO, uh, the former CEO of TD Ameritrade. And uh, he was on Wall Street for 30 years before he got back into football. And one of the novel approaches he took to coaching our team here at Coastal Carolina in 2012 was there were no rules. The team had no rules, but it had a philosophy. And that philosophy was called BAM. And while it's, uh, it stands for be a man, as in be a man and take responsibility, it applies to everybody. He says this, is, this has no, nothing to do with gender or with uh, identification. But that first principle in, in BAM is to uh, stand on your own two feet and take responsibility. So I think that's really, really important. Now, the second is that um, the, the reputation that, uh, that we try to build for ourselves, uh, your reputation as an institution, as an individual, uh, once you tarnish that, it's really hard to get that good name back. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not suggesting that we're so conscious about how we're portrayed on social media, but the reputation that we develop in the public uh, with our friends, with our peers, with our colleagues, with the people with whom we work uh, or the people for whom we have responsibility. And that is, is a reputation that's focused on integrity on being good to your word, uh, being good work for your word, that a handshake uh, or a promise is your bond. Uh, and I think reputation is so key because uh, the name is the only thing that we really is unique to us is that name. And uh, oftentimes uh, with, with families, uh, how we uphold that family name is, is of, of uh, really utmost importance. The third thing, uh, the third R, uh, if I'm keeping with my R's in alliteration, is, uh, is rigor. And what I mean by that is uh, anything we get in life that we really value, chances are it was hard. Uh, when I was a kid, I was a runner. I was a pretty good distance runner. I started uh, running to, to lose weight and get in shape when I was probably 12 or 13. But next thing you know, I was racing uh, quite a bit and uh, ran several marathons. I was a half mile in high school, had an offer to run track uh, at the University of Utah, decided in, instead to go to, to BYU. But I qualified when I was 18 to, to run the Boston Marathon. And my qualifying time was two hours and 41 minutes, uh, which I did at St. George Marathon, which is a pretty good time. But when you're 18, your body can withstand a lot. Uh, and so my dad promised me, he said, Michael, if you qualify, we'll go back to Boston and you can uh, run the race. Well, if, as you know, Nate, the St. George Marathon was just last weekend. It's always in October every year. And then the Boston Marathon isn't until Patriots Day, which is in April uh, in Boston. So there's this six month period where I was going around telling people, boy, you know, I ran a 241. I'm going to run a sub 230. <laughs> you know, I'm going to I know I can do it. And. Uh, this thing in Utah happens called the winter. And uh, next thing I know, you know, the mileage I was putting in the 60 miles a week went down to 50 to 40 to 30. And I tell people that marathon running is a lot like uh, inorganic chemistry. You can't cram for the test. I mean, either you know it or you don't. And as, as the race got closer, um, I realized I was not in the shape I needed to be in. I had not paid the price. I had not put in the work to, uh, to do what I said I wanted to do. So I get to Boston, they seed you according to your time. I had a pretty good bib bumner, so I was toward the front with a bunch of really fast uh, runners. The gun goes off, 
And by the way, it was about 40 degrees and raining. And nobody, this was in the days before dry fit and Under Armour and all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So I had a windbreaker over a cotton t-shirt and uh, people were lathering themselves, covering themselves with Vaseline to try and keep the, the, the kind of warmth in. And we go out and in the first five miles, I'm a pretty good pace, but to be perfectly honest, I was tired. I thought I am, I, there's no way I'm going to get this out uh, and do a 230. So I didn't have a watch. I didn't have any way to kind of to gauge how I, how fast I was going. They had kind of split times as you hit certain points in the race. And I kept getting slower and slower and slower. So I, long story short, I ran a 252, which was what, uh, you know, 22 minutes off my goal. But I crossed the finish line. My dad was waiting for me. And I said, dad, I learned a really valuable lesson uh, that I hope I can apply to my life that you can say whatever you want. As they say, you can talk the talk, but you got to walk the walk. And in this case, uh, the fourth R, which is reward, I had not put in the work to gain that reward. Now, if you do, so if you take responsibility, you pay attention to your reputation, uh, you know, things that are worthwhile are hard, they're rigorous, that fourth, that, that fourth R uh, reward will, will follow. Um, and then the, the last R, Nate, uh, really is uh, life is about relationships. Um, and, uh, the only thing we really take with us in this life is yes, the experiences we have, the, the knowledge that we gain, but what impact have we had on people throughout the course of our, of our life's journey? And what, what relationships have we developed? Whether it's with our spouse, our children, uh, our, our siblings, our parents, our family, but of course, beyond that, um, in our extended sphere of influence. So uh, those are my five R's uh, that I've really tried to apply uh, and just about everything I've done. And uh, I should say too, uh, Nate, I'm sitting today where I, where I am, thanks to a lot of people. Um, you know, success does not happen in a vacuum. You didn't get where you are by doing everything on your own. Right. And I was given opportunities throughout my life by people who believed in me. And uh, for that, I'll be forever grateful. But uh, those are my five R's. And I've, I've tried to apply that uh, in a lot of different uh, elements and aspects of my life. Well, you, you've had such a, a positive impact on my life, and, and I love to be able to pass these uh, five R's on to my kids and my students. And you know, being a parent is is so fun to to watch the, these brains develop. And you know, if the kids never take responsibility for their actions, they they stunt their growth, right? They they yeah. if you're always blaming other people you never realize what you're doing that is impeding your behavior. And with the reputation, I, I teach business ethics. Uh, I taught at Notre Dame and, and I'm currently teaching it at KU. And one thing I always encourage the, the kids to think about is the New York Times test. You know, imagine your behavior will be uh, shown on the front page of the New York Times. And can you live with that? Can your conscious, can, can you be happy with what you do if, if your behavior was publicized there? And, uh, you know, I interviewed Bronco Mendenhall recently, and, and he has this mantra of hard is good. And, and it's not kind of good. It's really good. And mm -hmm. we've got to work hard to get the things that we actually value, because if we don't work hard, we don't value, we don't get that reward. And finally, uh, I don't know of anybody who uh, is better at creating relationships and maintaining relationships than you. So uh, it's just been such a pleasure to know you all these years. And We've met randomly at airports and at different universities in California, and I hope that our paths will continually 
crisscross and uh, I look forward to getting together with you again, maybe at the same university one of these days. I hope so. Nate, you've done great things. And I think about the students that you impact every day uh, in, in your class and in your sphere of influence. And the fact that, uh, by the way, we had Malcolm Mitchell on campus, who is a huge literacy advocate. And he had, uh, we had a thousand school kids from our local school district who had read at least 12 books this summer. Oh, and cool. uh, the winner who got a gold medal and medal and Malcolm Played football, the University of Georgia won a, a, a world championship, a Super Bowl with the Patriots. Uh, he got to put the gold medal on this young girl's uh, neck who read 79 books this summer. And the first person I thought of was you, because I know how important uh, reading to your kids has been and how important uh, reading is, is in general. So, Nate, here, here, I hope you can read this. This is my newest book. It just came out. Yes. It's a, a little lengthy. I don't think you can get through it in a week or so, but. <laughs> Your kids, I'm sure, will be fascinated by this. So president of Johns Hopkins, correct? That's the, right. The first. His name was Daniel Coyne Gilman, the first president of Johns Hopkins. And uh, he was the father of what uh, you work at now, a modern research university here mm-hmm. in the United States, which had never been established before. We had all these kind of, at the time, uh, they were somewhat parochial, but they were uh, religious academies, pri- uh, private schools like a Yale or Divinity School or, or Harvard, Princeton. Uh, Dartmouth, but the first research university was founded at Johns Hopkins in 1876, and this is a biography about him. So I well, hope you'll I hope you'll get it. Absolutely, I mean it, it, that tradition has continued to impact my life, and and here I am today in Lawrence, Kansas, at a university, all, all because of him. So I, I really look forward to reading that. Well, thanks so much again for coming on today, and it was so great to catch up. My pleasure. Thank you, Nate. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mickles and Dimes. President Benson has dedicated his life to educating himself. I'm sure he could have shared lessons for weeks, which makes the lessons he did share all the more valuable to me. First, take responsibility for yourself and your actions, especially in a society that tries to shed blame when things go wrong. Second, protect your reputation by living with integrity, because if we tarnish our reputation, we may never be able to build it back. Third, the things that we value most in life come through rigor and hard work. If we're not willing to put in the work to achieve our potential, we'll never reach the rewards we're striving for. And finally, life is ultimately about the relationships we build and the degree to which we impact others for good. No one is successful on their own. We all depend on each other. Following President Benson's five R's, we set ourselves up for success in our careers and in life. It's a simple idea. Please take it seriously. (laughs) 